0: This is the High School Football America podcast for May the 18th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability, faster speed than huddle sideline, plus GameStrat has outstanding customer service, along with different plans priced right for every coach's budget. And listen up right now. GameStrat is offering a discount of up to $200, which means it's cheaper than Huddle Sideline. Plus, GameStrat is making it risk free. What does that mean? If you switch right now, and if there isn't a 2020 season, your money will roll right into 2021. No risk. You can't beat that. But you have to act by June the 30th. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Well, heading right up the road here from uh, Dunwoody, Georgia, we're going to Marietta, Georgia, and we're going to talk a little Walton Raiders football. Head coach Daniel Bruner heading into his fourth season uh, coming up here this year, and uh, I got my tongue in my cheek on this one, folks. They played a spring game this past weekend yep you heard me right but don't get all freaked out don't say they're not social distancing they're not either breaking nah it was a virtual one and coach bruner is here to talk about a, a very cool idea that was concocted with uh, him his staff and himself uh, welcome to the show coach
1: oh thanks so much for having me i'm excited to talk a little bit of football you know being uh, locked down i'm, I'm excited <laughs> to get out and speak about our season and what we're looking forward to this year
0: yeah and and that's what we've been trying to do here uh, all along take everybody's mind off what's going on so i loved it when you hit me up on twitter uh you know with your spring game your blue and white game there and i was like what the and then i find out it's 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 virtual so i probably can't do it justice uh, take take the listeners through exactly what happened and how you literally played a spring game virtually
1: you know, it was uh, really, I got to thank my coaching staff. I've, I've got a lot of great guys around me and had to lean on some of my younger coaches to help me. Uh, but in our last staff meeting, you know, we kind of talked about what we wanted to do this past week. Uh, it was supposed to be our spring game. Um, we wanted to do something exciting for the kids. And uh, I just came up with an idea of let's get them competing. Let's find a way to to, to have some kind of competition. You know, in the past we've drafted teams with coaches and, and one of my young coaches said, we, "We can put them in a video game, coach, and, and actually stimulate the game. Give them all ratings, put their names in there, uh, and, and so they used, uh, I guess, a, an old favorite. It was the NCAA football. 14 was, the, I guess, the last year they made that game. Uh, well, that's a whole nother uh, can of worms. People worried about that coming back out. But anyways, he took our roster after we drafted, and the kids got ratings based upon where they were drafted by the coaches uh and they put them in the game plugged them in and uh, we simulated it and we actually as coaches watched it together as a group before um 7 30 but then we put it out at seven thirty for the uh, community and the boys to watch and um they got into it i was i was really fired up the the, the messages that were flying around during the game uh and just the response from, from the community i think it was a great great situation for us to kind of take our mind off of of all the craziness that's going on and and really put a positive spin on, on what the kids have been doing. Cause they've been doing a great job. We're, you know, nine weeks of this lockdown and, you know, kind of opening back up here in Georgia, but, you know, nine weeks is a long time. So I mm-hmm. think it was a really good way to end this for us uh, moving into this summer phase.
0: It, it was awesome. Uh, you know, at first, you know, when you said it, I'm like, okay, so it's probably just a little, you know, a couple of minutes here. And I mean, this was uh, what about 36 minutes or so. And uh, I mean, we've got broadcast. I mean, it was incredible. It even looked like it was raining there a little bit. What in the video? <laughs> <laughs> did i miss you is that what that was that.
1: <laughs> that was yeah i i got some messages coach what's what's up with the rain it's not raining here today so you know we we, we couldn't make it perfect but i gotta say it was about as good as you can get and uh golly i, I just think uh from, from people cheering on uh, or I guess cheering against. I had a Georgia fan, one of our dads, told me how excited he was. He saw the Tennessee score on there and Tennessee was losing, right? So he goes, it was a great game and Tennessee was losing. So, you know, they, they had fun with it.
0: Daniel Bruner's on the line. He's the head coach at Walton High School. The Raiders here in uh, in Georgia and in, in Marietta and uh, heading into his fourth season. Uh, began uh, year one in 17, a, a perfect regular season, 10-0, and 0, a round of 16, the Sweet 16 in Georgia and the biggest classification Followed that up with a, a ten and two mark and another round of sixteen uh, into the playoffs in, in year two. Coming off a six and six year, uh, let, let's just stick with a little bit of tongue in cheek here as we go through the spring game, and then we'll get a little little serious here. But uh, so, so who impressed you during the blue and white game uh, in, in the video game? A- a- any of the uh, the made up players stand out to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I had some in there that that I hope they show up like this this summer when <laughs> we see them again. <laughs> Uh, I would like they had grown a few inches and put on a few pounds, but you know the running back Kenny Jaha was looking good. I think the offensive line was doing a great job for him. Uh, golly, it was uh, <laughs> eye-opening to see how similar some of them looked, and then some of them were—I uh, I made my eyes pop. The cornerback was, uh, I think, looked like an NFL guy. So I mean, I, the kids, <laughs> I think, were kind of jawing back and forth about who had the better. Uh, image out there and lightness and all that kind of stuff, but man, there's too many too many good things happen out there that I think to name name too many players.
0: <laughs> no, I get that, and we will get into some of the names of the players coming up here in just a little bit as we look forward to 2020. Uh, for those of you who care about video games, spring games, the blue and white game for Walton, uh, White won uh, 2014. I uh, I don't even know if I can keep tongue-in-cheek on this. It's, it's just a little ridiculous, but anyway, congratulations to Walton's white team and the, the blue and white game and uh, let's let's kind of get a little more serious here coach uh you know obviously these are serious times like you said you know week nine of the lockdown and all that so uh aside from being creative on your spring game what are some of the things you guys have been doing uh, as a staff to keep in touch keep moving forward and keeping in touch with your kids
1: uh you know we're we're honestly utilizing this time uh really well i'm, I'm proud of what we're doing as a program and um, honestly, we're we're probably doing too much Zoom with our kids, but my whole goal in this deal is just keeping our guys engaged. Um, I, I think this is just a challenging time. And one one thing that we're not talking a lot about is just, you know, the mental health. And uh, you know, with our kids not having school going on right now, most of them have finished up. Um, I, I just don't want them at home sitting around with nothing to live for. Uh, you know, and and, and really I I'm trying to provide a glimmer of hope. And so what we've done is you know, we do a meeting on Monday, 8:45 um, in the morning. Team meeting, and it's short and sweet. And uh, I, and I just, it's just a little motivational thing. Try to get them up and going for the week. Get them excited about what's going on, any news or updates. And then we do a little quiz game at the end of it. Um, thing called Kahoot, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's no. an online platform. We use it in the classroom. Uh, but the kids can basically do a quiz on their phone. And it's a one-question thing, but it's my way to create competition in a situation that we're in. So the team competes. Whoever wins gets a prize. Um, so, you know, we've done that on Mondays. And then throughout the week, we've got our team split up into accountability groups. So they meet with their accountability coaches. And right now they're going through John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. Um, and then I'm meeting with the leadership team. We're going through Maxwell's uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership Um, And that's the stuff that I'm getting so excited about because we're getting to spend a lot more time doing these things that, Mm -hmm. you know, you get school and football and practice and workouts. Sometimes this stuff gets pushed to the back. So I'm excited about getting all that done and really being being able to delve deep into this with our kids. And um, then on top of that, they're meeting, you know, with their positions. So we'll have an offense and a defensive meeting once a week, and then their position groups will meet once a week. And um, so, I mean, if our guys are playing both sides of the ball, which we've got some, and most of them, when they come in, we train them on both sides until they get older and, and they may end up on one side permanently. But uh, you know, they could have seven, seven zoom meetings or so in a weekend. That's uh, wow. why well I said it, 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 it seems like a lot and it is, um, but they've been engaged and I've been very, very proud of the attendance at, at the meetings. And you know, it's cool for me cause I can, it's not usual that I can kind of pop into all these meetings that are going on, you know, and mm-hmm. I can zoom in and, and get in, whether it was the accountability team or go, you know, watch what the offensive linemen are talking about or, you know, it, that, that part's been really nice and it's allowing my coaches to get out in front of the boys and, and kids don't just have to see my face and hear my voice all the time. So, you know, I, I, am I'm, I'm hoping and, and feel pretty good about us coming out of this thing. You know, our whole motto from, from day one, I showed him a little uh, Kobe Bryant video and talked about widening the gap and, and how he did that in his life and his athletic career. And so, you know, our whole goal in this is to widen the gap between us and, and other programs and, I feel like we're we're doing a good job with that right now.
0: Yeah, no, I, and I agree with you. I applaud you for that because that's the one thing I keep telling people. I'm very, very positive uh, by nature, and if you're sitting down and not doing anything, woe is me, woe is the world. Uh, you know, eventually this is going to end, folks. And like you said, you can you can put that program a little bit further ahead, just like I'm doing with high school football, America. So, you know, congrats on that, Daniel Bruner on the line, the uh, the head coach at uh, Walton High School here in Georgia in Marietta, Georgia, talking about uh, a little bit of what's going on during COVID nineteen and obviously uh, no grass growing there for you guys. Uh, as I've been doing this over the last two months, I've kind of got a couple of stock questions that I they ask about this. And it's not, you know, uh, to, to kind of, you know, lament where we are right now. But it's just to kind of figure out where the growth is kind of like what you're talking about there by teaching kids about, you know, Wooden's pyramid and all that. So my question is not an X and O question. It's, it's about you. You're the head coach of this program and all that. What have you learned about yourself during this time? And again, it doesn't necessarily... Necessarily have to be football. I know you're doing a lot with that, but have you learned anything about yourself?
1: Yeah, I think you know. I, I consider myself a, a pretty disciplined person. You know, I get up early and workouts in the mornings. Uh, typically during school, I'm doing that before the kids even get in, and you know they give me a hard time about being up so early all the time, and <laughs> and just that discipline piece. I think that's been a challenge, and, and and I think a lot of people can probably attest to this being on this you know different kind of schedule continuing to maintain discipline with whether it's your eating habits, your workout routines, just your daily routines of um, handling your business and and your affairs. I just think it's, it's why we need structure. It's, and and I see it with my kids and, 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 you know, uh, I got a five and a seven year old and golly, man, they, they need some structure uh, outside (laughs) of what me and me and my wife can provide here. And and so for me, I think that's, that's what I've seen uh, for myself, my family. I think we, we, we kind of need a little bit more structure. I think society, like you said, you, you worry about some of these, you know, people coming out of this, you know, that have been sitting around and it's hard to get cranked back up. And, and I'm big on momentum, man. And well, that's what we're trying to build momentum with us. And that's, I'm going to be quite honest with you. Some of the stuff we're doing football wise is, is for the kids for sure. But part of it's for, for me and my staff to make sure we're staying engaged in, and, yeah. uh, and what's going on. So I'd say that's probably been the biggest eye-opening thing for me is how, how much I, uh, rely on you know structure in my life, and uh, this has definitely been a challenge to that.
0: Let's uh, and, and and you know probably the biggest thing that we're getting is, and I, I put it out I think now a week and a half ago, where Indiana made the the announcement, the Indiana High School Athletic Association, that barring any change at the at the upper level, meaning at, at the the governor level, if nothing changes, um, summer. Sponsored school sponsored activities will will begin. You know, on July 1, which means, you know, the coaches, the football coaches, and all the, the fall sports, they can start working at, you know, with their athletes again. And, and then Louisiana, I, I know they're getting closer. They maybe pushed it back to June 8th. So uh, everybody's watching other states, right? Which is kind of interesting. And as soon as somebody moves in a positive direction, everybody keeps hitting up their own uh, athletic association. So I was just curious if you could take a little bit of time here. And as you know it right now, and I know it's all, you know, very changing, very fluid, what's the, the latest here in, in Georgia as far? as what may happen and what can happen as we move closer to, uh, you know, uh, the end of the school year and then pushing it into the, really where we're looking at 2020.
1: So uh, as of right now, I mean, there were some press releases that went out that, that didn't come from the GHSA. Um, they kind of had some plans. Right now, the GHSA has not announced anything as far as dates or a plan to return to play. Um, but kind of like you said, I think what you're going to see here is states kind of watching other states to see what they need to do moving forward. I think the big thing with the GHSA with Georgia kind of being ahead of the curve, opening things up, they're kind of seeing where numbers are going and feeling more comfortable. I think with moving forward is, is my hope. Um, and as of right now, you know, what we've done, is, is the the football coach association in Georgia, I'm fortunate to it's on the board with that. And we've been meeting, you know, once a week, just to kind of discuss, you know, all the different challenges that all over the state we're going to have um, as far as when we do return and how do we return safely. And so, you know, I've gone through the literature of the NSCA and um, they've kind of got a protocol to return from inactivity, which is almost what you have to assume at this point, that the kids are coming back from inactivity. And, you know, that return to play protocol would look like in week one, you reduce your, your load by 50%, the next week 30%, the next week 20%, the fourth week to reduce it to 10%, and then in the fifth week you're back at full go. So that's what my program is going to put in place when we do get to return. Um, that's kind of how our structure is going to look. Um, but we're just hoping that we get a date, um, you know, so we can get that plan out there um, and get rolling. Um, and I, I do got to say, I, I applaud the GHSA and not, you know, rushing to any kind of judgment or making any kind of statement and w- without, you know, letting some time pass and, and doing their homework. I think they're trying to be as diligent as they can with their you know research and and making sure they put the best plan forward and and really like you said i think most states are going to try to put it as go by the white books go by the guidelines that are in place mm-hmm. So as long as things don't trend in, in a bad direction um so that, that's really my hope, and, and I wish I had a better answer as far as when we're no. looking to get back. But, <laughs> it's good. Uh,
0: it's I, I, you know, Hope it's soon. Yeah, it, It's good intel because, like I said, we have so many coaches that listen to this podcast. Uh, to, to get intel from various ones around the country are important. I mean, I, I was tweeting yesterday on my personal account. Yesterday was really the first day that we were out and about moving around, kind of as normal as you can be, right? And, uh, you know, I, I felt good about things here in Georgia. It, it, it felt very, very normal. I mean, certainly, you know, seeing people... And masks and all that it was a little bit different and all that. But it, it, it'll be interesting to see how this evolves. And, um, you know, one of the other stock questions before we turn the, the attention to 2020 and get some of the kids in here by name that I've been asking everybody is because you've got kids from both ends of the spectrum, right? You've got kids that are waiting to go out there like a caged tiger, right? Let's get back to football. Let's get back to normalcy. And then you're going to have some kids in that that first meeting that you guys have when you all get back together that maybe has been watching a lot of the news and maybe a little bit scared, right, of, 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 of contact and what it is. So I'm not asking you to talk about COVID. I'm Actually, you know, because let's face it, how much of what you do when you finally get the kids together is about motivation. You talked about that, right, everything you're teaching them. Have you thought about that, that first conversation? conversation when you're all together and and you, and you have those kids across that spectrum, what the message is, obviously it's safety first, but uh, you know, it's a, it's a question I've asked and we've gotten some, some interesting answers from coaches. So I just want to see what your thoughts are on that.
1: You know, I, I haven't put a lot of thought into that, to be quite honest with you. I think for me, just, you know, off the top of my head, I, I think it's really going to help us out, you know, with, with the cleanliness and, and trying to make sure that we're not getting, you know, MRSA or any of that kind of stuff spreading around locker rooms. I think people are going to be a lot more attentive uh, to cleanliness, to washing their hands, to making sure we're keeping space in certain situations. Um, you know, the sanitation of the locker rooms. I think there's going to be protocols that are going to be put in place where things do. I mean, I think we're going to see some some good positives of this as far as keeping our kids healthier, um you know hopefully less illnesses and sicknesses because you know beyond the, the coronavirus and stuff you get a cold that goes around the locker room i mean mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of close contact so that stuff does spread regardless of the situation so i think some of the residuals of this are going to be some of these protocols that get put in place are, are really actually going to benefit us down the road as far as keeping kids healthier skin infections will go down all that other kind of stuff so I, I mean for me I think we're going to approach it as, is you know, a family by family basis, and and I don't want you know any any player in my program or any parent to feel pressured in anything, and if they don't feel comfortable in certain situations, whether that's not using the locker room or um, whatnot, we're we're going to kind of take it, I think, on a case by case scenario, because um, that is some of the stuff we discussed. You know, the, there are going to be different takes on this from from different families, and we have to be open and willing to allow them to to do what they feel comfortable with, and and I think that's probably going to be our best approach moving forward.
0: Yeah, no, makes sense. And you did a great job there right off the top of your head. Not ready for a, a question. Uh, Daniel Bruner's on the line. Uh, Walton Raiders, and this is the, the favorite part for most coaches after we get through the, the what's going on now. It's where you get to flip that switch sort of like a light switch and, and talk 2020 before uh, I rolled the tape here. You uh, you mentioned to me that you're very excited about uh, what you've been able to to kind of put into the program heading into your fourth year, and, you, and you're looking forward to the, the next four, I think, is the way you put it. So let's just kind of go with the overview you here uh, what is it that you um, you put into effect in 2017 an undefeated regular season that that is kind of the foundation of what you've been building on to get you to this point to explain that for the listeners around the nation
1: you know we we really created an identity you know and and, and they're based upon our core values and we've got six of them and we, we try to hold true to those on a daily basis you know, i'll just give you the first one is project positive energy you know and i'm you talked about being positive earlier i mean i'm i'm on that john gordon bus buddy so i mean I, I want all of our guys to have that kind of mantra and mentality and um you know we our our kind of motto is ball down ball out and it kind of goes with that and that's in life and in the game you know we don't care where the ball is put down we don't care what the situation is it may be raining like it was in the spring day our job is when the ball is put down we're gonna go ball out and i want them to have that mentality in life you know and same thing in the classroom you know what i mean you got you got a bad teacher that that that, that you don't agree with or whatever well the ball is put down and it's your time to ball out in the classroom and that means you got to prepare and you got to do all the things right to get there so you know those things have kind of cemented who we are um i'm very proud of what my coaches have done man they've gotten to the sweet 16 three years in a row um and and that's kind of where we see our standard now we we want the standard to be at minimum that's where we're making it and we're trying to get to the state championship and Um, we're really just trying to stay process focused and and stay within our boundaries, our core values of what we do and don't get outside of the framework of who we are and and adjust according to our personnel. And that's what I'm so happy about and looking forward to this year is we've heck we're putting in a depth chart together and we've got so many guys and so much competition really at every position group. And and for us, that's not been the case the last three years. And some injuries have caused us to have some some dips and some ups, that's just the nature of high school football. So mm-hmm. having more depth coming into this year, man, has gotten me really, really excited about, you know, what we're going to be able to do from a competition standpoint on a daily basis, but also longevity and making that long run. Um, you know, you get past that sweet 16, you move in and, and continue to play those, those next few weeks. I mean, it's a game of attrition and you got to have some guys standing at the end and healthy uh, to make that run. And uh, so that that's the stuff I'm getting most excited about. Um, I think we've established a culture that's, uh, the kids understand and they know who we are now. Um, it's, it's three years, so you look at the, the group of seniors, it's, it's going to be their fourth year. It's going to be our fourth year as a program together. So it's our program now. We are exactly who we've built at this point is the kind of the way I look at it. So, you know, you you either coaching it or allowing it to happen and is, is one of the things we talk about, too, our coaches. And, and, and right now I'm proud of what, what product is out there right now as Walton football.
0: Daniel Bruner on the line, the head coach at uh, Walton High School here in Georgia, Marietta, Georgia, and uh, again, tongue back in the cheek. You came out of the spring game uh, very healthy, right? No injuries uh, during the video uh, virtual game, right? (laughs) <laughs> I'd say it was the
1: healthiest we've ever come out of a spring game, and that was probably what I was most excited about. <laughs>
0: uh, we're going to get some of the kids in name by uh, in by name here in, in just a second, but one other thing I'm going to have you kind of put on your ambassador hat, or uh, yeah, we'll call it an ambassador hat, to, to kind of talk about things. And over the last two years since I moved back to Georgia, I have been um, – extremely impressed um, with the quality of play at all levels. I mean, right on from 1A up through 7A, you guys are in the the biggest classification. Uh, Be an ambassador a little bit for the state here because – I'll tell you what, seven A in Georgia will rank up there against anybody. Whether it's the the Trinity League out in Southern California, Northern New Jersey, um, Texas, you name it. Uh, t- tell the, the the listeners around the nation to to make it to three Sweet Sixteens ain't bad in that classification.
1: No, and and you know I just you know you're never satisfied when you get there and you feel like you had some left in the tank, but just very proud of the competition we've gone up against and, uh, you know, we, we haven't flinched and, and um, you know, from national ranked schools to, you know, we had a phenomenal game a year ago against uh, North Gwinnett. It was nationally ranked at the time on ESPN two. And golly, that was a, one of the most exciting games I've ever been a part of, Um, you know, so, so I look back and kind of reflect on who we played and and what our schedule looks like this year. And um, I just don't know that there's much tougher uh, roads to travel. I mean, I think there's teams with, you know, out of state schools and all that. I really don't know that we got to go out of the state to to find the talent we need or the yeah. teams that we need to compete with to sharpen ourselves up. And um, with us being in a five team region, we try to do that in our first five games and um, really prepare ourselves for for the last five um, of the regular season. And uh, I, I actually did an interview the other day about you know about think there's been some some stuff going on on Twitter with the NFL guys about what state's got the best football and um, you know for me I just think if you boil down the the population of Georgia compared to those other states and you look at what kind of talent we put out I just think from a from a total package Georgia just puts out some of the best players um, in the nation because it's not just quarterbacks I mean you can look at uh, Deshaun Watson Trevor Lawrence I mean you know the the list goes on there. Um, but they got the linemen. They've got the speed. They've got, you know. I think it's just kind of a total package. Coaches from all around the nation come to Atlanta, come to Georgia to recruit every type of kid, um, you know. And I think there's certain pockets where coaches just go for whether it's linemen or they're going for the floor for speed. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a total package here, and I think that's why it's become such a hotbed for recruiting. is They can come get everything here that they need.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. And I've I've made the statement to coaches in person, and you know, especially having seen football. You know, up close and personal in 19 states. The thing that has impressed me about the state coming back here, you know, after about 15, 16 years away from it, is, is you guys hit here. I mean, you guys are physical. This this is not you know kind of a video game, no pun intended, where you just kind of talk, you know, chunking the ball over the lot and all that. You guys, you guys are physical here. I mean, it, it, do, do you agree with that? I know you're a, a Georgia native, but I mean, do you kind of feel that way that you guys are pretty pretty physical? Fiz- you know, you're gonna, you know, it's like my Pennsylvania me, right? We we punch Punch you in the mouth, pick you up, knock you down again—that <laughs> sort of thing. That's 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 right. I, I I
1: truly believe in that. I I think the the brand of football that comes out of here is is special, and and it's because I think the the coaches. I mean, I think Georgia's got some of the best coaches um, in the nation in the high school ranks, man. And and it's been. you you just watch how many coaches every year come come to this place from other states you know what i mean and they're coaches with all kinds of wins and all kinds of records and they're coming here for a reason so you you add that to the mix to what's already been cultivating here for years with these coaches and you know for me i know where i'm at because i've had great mentors man and certain businesses certain industries people are going to be guarded and not want to help you out and i can't speak enough to all the coaches who have helped me out to get to where i'm at and Pity uh, myself every day that I'm sitting in the seat I'm in, but you know it's it's really due to the fact that I had people mentoring me, and that's what I think has happened here in Georgia. You know, when our kids go and they play in college, they're ready to go from the jump, and it's whether it's a strength and conditioning standpoint or a understanding uh, schemes, they get there and they're ready to go. Uh, you know, the Dominic Blaylock kid at Georgia, everybody kept asking, how oh, is he gonna be able to play status?" They give him a chance; he'll be on the field. And he's gonna do some special stuff this year, and he, as a true freshman, was a leading receiver for part of the year. Unfortunately, had an injury at the end of it, but. You know, he was ready on, on all fronts to go out there and compete and win. And and for me, for my kids that are going to go play in college, that's one of the things I'm most proud of is when they get there and they come back and they say, Coach, I, I was ready. Now it's going to be harder. You know, it's going to be different. Um, But but when they get there and they're ready to get out and compete, golly, that that, that really makes me proud of what we did to prepare them for that next step.
0: Yeah, let's get some kids in here by name. Uh, let's start with, you know, and you talked about this earlier, you can see leadership maybe even a little better than when you're out on the field, right? So who are some of the kids that you expected things from that, you know, they're showing real leadership in, in these Zoom meetings or making sure they're keeping their teammates together, even though you're not together? And then who are some of the kids that have kind of stepped up that you you, you didn't know they, they might have that sort of leadership in there? Is that, uh, is that a fair question to ask you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I really got to give two, two seniors a uh, lot of credit, Tanner Daniels and Patrick O'Connell. They are uh, played offensive line and um, maybe going to play a little bit of D-line for us this year, and Tanner's done a little bit of everything at guard and fullback and tight end, but um, golly, they've just been two of our best leaders, not not even just in this, but before this, but we've gotten into this thing and um, they're they're in there participating in their meetings, being vocal, um, and, and to me, I think that modeling and what other kids see, this is a senior, he's been doing this, if he can get up and get excited about it, then I should too, because I'm a young buck and you know those, those rising sophomore offensive linemen can look at those guys and and, and get excited about getting out there and see what their future might hold. So, I mean, I'd like to say those two guys have probably been um, some of the best. Preston Evans is another one who's been awesome. He He's in, he's playing, we, we got him all over the place too. He's played yard, he's played center, um, played tight end, and he's going to play linebacker for us this year and, and still do a little, a little bit else. But, you know, for him, those three guys have been so flexible at all times and, and always put the team first. They just want what's best for the team. and And you really see that shine Uh, especially in a time like this.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. That's why I think it's a great question to ask. Talking to uh, Daniel Bruner, we're talking about uh, the Walton Raiders here in Georgia and Marietta, Georgia, and let's uh, get some other kids in by name, Uh, start, start on the offensive side of the ball. Talk about, uh, you know, kids that you expect to do things, you know, on the field and off in the locker room and then flip it over to the defense. So the listeners can learn a little bit about you guys.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we, we've got a phenomenal group coming back. I mean, we're bringing back a ton of kids that played last year. We, we were fortunate and in, in certain respects that we got to play a lot of young kids last year. So they grew up. Um, but, but we took our, our, our ding. So, so I think what, what we're going to see here is a lot of kids with a lot of playing time under their belt and, and perform really well early. Uh, and the first would be Zach Roseman, our quarterback, um, who's golly, he's, he's doing tremendous right now through this whole deal. And, um, he's out there throwing and working out and, uh, I saw a picture of him the other day and he, uh, He's looking huge. He's almost turning into a Thor back. I think you know, <laughs> but um, no. Nah, but he can he can spin that ball, man. He's gonna have lots of college opportunities. He's got some Division one offers right now. So very excited about what he's gonna do. Hey, the kid's amazing. Never never made a B in his life. Four student. Um, AP classes, all that kind of stuff. Um, the running back behind him, Kenny Jaha, Very excited about him coming back this year. Um, he's a he's a load. He's about six foot two hundred pounds, and um, he's. He's pretty, uh, pretty explosive. He can dunk a basketball and put his whole arm through the rim. So uh, excited about what he's going to do. We're, we're really going to uh, try to establish that run and what we do as an offense, and, and really kind of get back to Walton football, and that's what Walton's been known over the years for. And you know, we're going to throw it and run it and be balanced, but we want to dictate that. And uh, I think that all starts with with that running back and what our offensive line. Uh, I mentioned some of those guys are, are going to be able to do, and you know at the receiver spots, you know got a couple more young guys. You know, Rawson McNeil's a a six foot five receiver. Played last year as a sophomore. Excited about that length. Um, he'll be a junior this year. A, a rising sophomore. Pierce Sperlin is another one. He's six foot six. Um this may be the tallest team that we 've got and uh that i 've been around and and case and henry 's going to be playing a left tackle for us he 's six foot five, so I just have never been around so much length in my life yeah, seriously uh, like a basketball equates, team I, 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 I tell you what so I hope it equates to good football but um you know i i, I just I, i'm 'm excited about that group and and they 've you know been doing the best they can to stay connected and and sitting in on those offensive meetings i, I when you, when you see kids engage from start to finish of, of install through a computer and being able to answer questions, that's what's getting me excited. But yeah, I think uh, at offense, You know, last year we, we didn't do exactly what we wanted to do, but the previous two years we were you know, putting up over 30 points a game and we're, we're going to get back there this year.
0: Daniel Bruner on the line, and uh, let's uh, flip that over to uh, the, the Walton defense. What do the Raiders have there?
1: You know we're we're returning a lot on this side too.
0: Um,
1: the, the only the only place that we're not returning is, is linebackers, but we've got uh, some guys that played for us there. They just didn't start, and, and golly, we've got a ton competing at that spot. So um, don't know how that's going to shake out, but I've got a great leader in State Brown, uh, the senior in that group, um, heading that up, and then our DBs are are kind of really I think where we're, <laughs> we're going to hopefully make some money this year. I think we've got probably the best defensive backfield that I've that I've been around. Um, we got Marcus Allen at one of the corners. He's a uh, – golly, Marcus is probably 6'1", 6'2", now long corner. He's got offers from Pitt and some other places. Uh, we got uh, A.J. Brown is at the other safety. Um, he picked up an offer from Boston College. He's he's one that's kind of got the do-it-all, uh, if you will, on defense, whether it's playing man coverage, playing zone coverage, getting in the box and playing the run. Um you know, and then you know, the senior on the back end that's really gonna lead that group for us hopefully is Austin Elders. Um who's he's got some offers himself. He got an Air Force offer about a week ago and um, you know, so I feel really good about those guys and, and then at the other spots on the back end we we have got some competition going on and trying to figure out who's gonna be in those spots and how we're gonna sort all that out. But again, like I mentioned, man, the competition teaches is what I'm just so excited about when we get back together. Um, and then on the defensive line, I think, you know, we've just got a lot of speed and length there too. We've got Titus McBride at our, uh, rush end. Um, he's about six foot three, uh, and actually ran the fastest 10 on our team last year when we tested. So it's nice to have a Russian that can get off the ball pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at those other spots, we've, we've got a returning nose and Eric Juan and, and the rest of them, we're going to sort out through the competition piece. But, you know, I, I, if you can't tell I'm getting excited <laughs> just talking about these guys and, uh, You know, and then our special teams, man, golly, we're returning an awesome kicker and Connor Cummins. He's gonna be a three-year starter for us, and. Um, he told me he's going to be at 100% touchbacks this year, so I get fired up about that. <laughs> yeah,
0: nothing wrong with that. that. Makes a big, big difference. Daniel Brunner is on the line uh, wrapping things up here, talking Walton Raiders football, uh, fourth year, and I, if I remember correctly, you guys were just outside of the high school football America 100 there in uh, 2018, so it'll be interesting to see where you fall as we uh, get ready to put our uh, rankings out on the 29th of June, and I know that doesn't mean anything, but again, it gets my blood boiling too, because it's Fun. It gets everybody talking about it, and that's kind of the key to doing this. So, since we are uh, positive that there will be a 2020 season, I'm going to end up with the last, uh, you know, question of, you know, what are the boxes once we finally get to, you know, fall ball, if you will, uh, meaning camp and all that. What are some of the boxes you feel this team will have to check to 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 make you know that they're going to be ready for a, a, a good 2020?
1: You know, I think for for us is it, going to be remaining simple and fundamentally sound. Um, We're not going to be in any rush to to get the whole playbook in. We're not going to be in any rush to be worrying about, are are we week 10 ready in in week one? Um, I think the mistake may be made by some coaches. And I I hope this is the case for us that we don't do this, but I think the mistake may be made of people trying to get too much out there and rushing to get everything in that you would normally have at this point. And, you know, and, and, you know, right now we'd kind of be getting on step five and, and moving into summer. And then hopefully you get to step 10 by game one. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I think everybody has got to look at things and say we're on step one now. So we really need to reduce how we're giving this information to our kids, um, how we're conditioning our kids. And uh, just, you know, for me, I think the teams that are going to be most successful coming out of this thing are going to be the ones that are the most fundamentally sound. Uh, and, and the best conditioned and, you know, for us those are the things we're going to focus on going into this, uh, with our kids and they're going to understand that. And then we're, we're going to probably play more kids than we do early in the season. I, you know, you worry not having all the strength and conditioning, um, work and all the stuff that you do to build their bodies and get them ready for the long haul of the season in seven a in Georgia. Uh, you know, I, I worry that if you put that load on them too early, I don't know if they're going to be able to handle it, you know? And so mm-hmm. for two reasons, I think we can develop more kids that way. Um, but I think we're, we're going to need to kind of manage how, how the load is on their body, you know, especially if, if things get pushed all the way back to, you know, July or August, or, you know, I hope that doesn't happen, but you know, you look at those scenarios and you just think, you know, we've got to manage the, the, the bodies and make sure that, that we're ready for our, our five region games, you know, which, which come in the back end of the season for us. And, um, that to me is the big picture, you know, so simple. Fundamental, be in good shape, and play a lot of kids.
0: Yeah, well, George, well hey, Georgia Heat will melt you no matter what the situation is. Much There's less not, no doubt. Yeah, much less uh, not the the full complement of conditioning. That's for sure. Well, Daniel Bruner, thank you for uh, joining us on the on the show today and uh, exposing a little bit of what you guys are actually going to do when you get off of the video screen and hit the football field. <laughs> which, uh, but again, uh, congratulations on uh, on a really cool idea. We look forward to promoting it. People who are listening to this uh, right now, you can go on to high school football footballamerica.com i actually have uh, we'll post the uh, the video there so you can kind of check out this really cool idea that the guys had there but uh, coach thanks for joining us and best of luck in 2020 thank you sir and thank
1: you so much uh, for all you do for high school football it's uh it's second to none and we just appreciate all the exposure you, you give our boys and, and our profession i think it's fantastic so thanks so much
0: thank you for those kind words the High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and faster speed than huddle sideline. Plus, GameStrat has outstanding customer service, along with different plans priced right for every coach's budget. And right now, GameStrat is offering a discount of up to $200, which means it's cheaper than huddle sideline. Plus, GameStrat is making it risk-free. If you make the switch now and there isn't a 2020 season, your money will roll right into 2021. No risk. You cannot beat that. But you do have to act now. And what I mean by now is by the end of June, June the 30th. To get a demo, go to GameStrap.com or click on the GameStrap banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast. I'm Jeff Fisher. I'll talk to you tomorrow.